that was unexpected. Somehow we had enough food left over for that particular person. She always knew how to stretch those meals, whether it was oxtail soup or neck bone soup. There was always a chicken soup or she would make chicken and dumplings. So whatever type of soup or whatever type of meal she made, she stretched it. And there was always enough for everybody. And she never turned anyone away. And this was rather, it was someone that had a, uh, that was an alcoholic or whether it was someone that had, uh, if their brokenness was, were drug addictions, uh, she never turned anyone away. And that was my first introduction of community there. My grandmother's home and the projects and the people who lived in the projects and took care of one another. And even today, if I was to see quite a few of those people, they still would feel like they had a responsibility there to look out for you because you were so-and-so's daughter or so-and-so's granddaughter. My second taste of community is when I went to church, when I accepted Christ as my savior, my mother's friend had been inviting my mother forever and a day for us to come to her church and she kept telling my mother that she had nieces that went there and I can play with her nieces. And it was on and on. And I wore my mother down. So she finally agreed, yes, we're going to go to church. And I was so happy. And I accepted Christ as my savior on Easter Sunday. I got a chance to see community up close and personal at that church. We would be at church the majority of Sundays from nine o'clock when Sunday school started all the way until 10 o'clock at night when the broadcast ended. And for some reason, being at fellowship for the broadcast was just the thing. That was the place to be. It was the thing to do. So if as a teenager, you weren't coming, going back, for a broadcast, you were really missing out on something. You kids crying, teenagers crying because they wanted to go back to broadcast. They would rather have whoopings than to be punished from going back to church and serving God and being a part of the atmosphere of people and the energy and the community that was there. And as I said, we'd be there from Sunday school a lot of Sundays, all the way through 10 o'clock at night. Sometimes at three o'clock, we'd have an afternoon program, whether it was like the Usher board or the Young Adult board or something like that. And sometimes we'd go to another church and we call that the Visiting Church Sundays. Then we'd come back, we'd have Vesper Hour or some other thing in between. We'd have Baptist Training Union going around, going on around six something in the evening. But everybody at the church, knew what was going on in everybody else's lives is what was happening. And that sense of community, it was like none other. We would sit down in the church basement and that's where they had the uh, food down there. You could buy your dinner, a whole dinner for $5 after church. And we had Miss Genevieve cooking the chicken wings and we would have pound cake and seven up cake and we had uh, macaroni and cheese, sweet potatoes, fried chicken. You can get the chicken wings and chicken breasts, 
chicken legs. We had all the fried chicken we wanted. We had greens and, and cornbread. We had the whole nine yards. But we had a good time in just sitting there fellowshipping with one another. And a lot of that has been missed in this day and age. On Sundays, we are running to kids' basketball games. We're running all kind of places. But we're not congregating together and keeping that community as it once was when I was a kid. It was just something that was special about that time. And these particular individuals were like extended family to me. And so when I had to take that leap and decided I would go over to my ex-husband's church with him because he was very uh, critical of my church, that community was gone. This extended family that I have known for the longest, all of them were gone. And it was something that I had not dealt with and really had not thought about up until recently. And this was about a good almost two months ago, basically, now I'm thinking about it, two months ago when the former pastor of the church that I grew up in, when he passed away and I attended the funeral. Death has a way of bringing some things up that you never thought would be brought up before. And so when he passed, it brought back all of the feeling of the community that I had and all of the loss, just tons of loss. And as I sat there at the funeral service and this pretty big church, my mind began to wonder, I wonder if so-and-so is still alive. I wonder if so-and-so is still alive. I wonder how their kids are doing and if their kids have had kids and if so, how many? But my mind began to wonder and I began to grieve all of the lost relationships. God did bless me to regain this community and that was in the year of 2012 in that fall when I started attending mom's ministry at another church. And then I joined other small groups. And that's when God really got a hold of my heart and I began to start to receive what I had been missing out from all those years, ever since I was at age 21 when I got married. So from 21 all the way up until the time I was 39 and a half, basically. I had missed out on the community, that feel that I had growing up as a child. And in the book of Acts, we see how the Christians met on a daily basis. And that reminds me of what we had going on Sunday after Sunday, all day long, fellowshipping with each other at church, napping in church, eating together at church, just communing and being in one spirit and one body and one united church. And I began to receive that again. And in the book of Acts, when they talk about it, they said that no one was without. And I began to see that. I had 
extreme financial situations going on and people began to be the hands and feet of Jesus to me. And so when it comes to community, what community does and the way that it becomes a gift for us is that we are able to take our eyes. Number one, we're able to take our eyes off of self. We can serve others. And number two, when it comes to having a community to come into our homes, we're able to show off Jesus. We're able to let everybody know, welcome. This is my home. This is his home. We are here to serve one another, to listen to one another, to let each other know that we belong here together. We're not excluding anyone. We are letting each person be free to exemplify the specific talents and gifts that God has given them. I want to thank you so much for listening to episode 55, The Gift of Community. And if you'd like to check out some blog posts, you can head over to valleyofgrace.blog. That's valleyofgrace.blog. And we have recipes. I have devotionals. I have uh, information on uh, PTSD slash trauma. Uh, There's a ton of information out there. It's poetry that might stir up your heart. And you can also find the link in the menu to purchase books. Thank you. And until next time. Turn those valleys into places to learn Instead of burn and perish away In nights never so cold Without His grace How could I say That I've seen the world from His great love How could I know what He could love Upon my ears And I won't go back
for me.